It's the first day of June, a new month, a new book. Let's read the Bible. Welcome back, friends, to this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. Well, here it is, June the 1st. We're heading into the summer. We just finished 2 Kings, and guess what? We are about to start the wonderful Gospel of John. But before we do that, I want to say thank you to all of you for your comments, for your words of encouragement, for your prayers. Got this from a friend the other day who said, I love listening to your readings through the Bible. I heard you speak at Word of Life Florida. What version of the Bible do you read from? Well, most of the time from the Christian Standard Bible published by Broadman and Holman, but when we're in the book of Psalms, I'm using the 1984 edition of the New International Version, the NIV. And then my friend says, I have already recommended your daily readings to my daughter as she works two jobs and could listen coming and going. I just think that's wonderful. Here's a parent who is recommending reading through the Bible with us to her daughter who can listen by the podcast as she goes to and from work. Well, let me encourage you to do that. You've got friends, you've got neighbors who, if you would recommend this, they would join us. In fact, if you're on Facebook, I just had a friend who went on Facebook Messenger and included a little note and said you could join with Pastor Ray in reading the Bible and gave a link to the whole series, pushed the button, and it automatically went out at the same time to all their Facebook friends. You could do that too. If you're on Facebook, consider using Messenger and pushing the button and inviting all your friends to join us. Okay, now, we're starting today the wonderful Gospel of John. You remember, don't you? We've already done Matthew. We've already done Mark. We've already done Luke. And each one of the four Gospels gives us a different picture of Jesus. Matthew, he's the king of the Jews. In Mark, he's the faithful servant. In Luke, he's the son of man. And guess what? In the Gospel of John, we're going to see he is the son of God who has come from heaven to reveal the glory of God and to show us the way of salvation. Now, there are lots of different good outlines of the Gospel of John. Let me give you a simple three-part outline of this book. His public ministry, chapters 1 through 12. His private ministry, chapters 13 through 17. His passion ministry, chapters 18 through 21. The public ministry of the Son of God, 1 through 12. The private ministry of the Son of God, 13 through 17. And then the passion ministry of the Son of God, chapters 18 through 21. And the passion ministry, of course, is his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Five fast facts about the Gospel of John, then we'll jump into the book. Fast fact number one, this is the last of the four Gospels to be written. Matthew, Mark, and Luke were written decades earlier. We estimate that the Gospel of John was written in about A.D. 95, which puts it about 60 years after the events that John describes. Number two, this book, the early part, is written is built around the seven sign miracles, starting with turning the water into wine in John chapter 2 and climaxing with the raising of Lazarus in John chapter 11. You also have fast fact number three. 
the seven I am statements. I am the water of life. I am the bread of life. Climaxing with I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, fast fact number four. A lot of new material in the Gospel of John. There are stories and conversations here that you don't find in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. For instance, Jesus and the woman at the well, and Jesus uh, talking with Nicodemus. And finally, in this gospel, we have the purpose clearly stated. John chapter 20, verse 31. But these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you might have life through his name. So John is telling us this is why he's writing the book. He wrote the whole thing so that we might know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing in him, we could have eternal life. The key word then of the gospel of John is believing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever what believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's hop in then to John chapter 1. Prologue to the book. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of men, but of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed His glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning Him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me, because He existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the one and only Son, who is himself God and is at the Father's side. He has revealed him. This was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He didn't deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. What then, they asked him, are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Who are you then, they asked. We need, we need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, just as Isaiah the prophet said. Now, they had been sent from the Pharisees, so they asked him, Why then do you baptize, if you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet? I baptize with water. John answered them, Someone stands among you, but you don't know it. He is the one coming after me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany, 
across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I told you about. After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I didn't know him, but I came baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he rested on him. I didn't know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water told me, the one you see the Spirit descending and resting on, he is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and you'll see, he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought Simon to Jesus. When Jesus saw him, he said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. He found Philip and told him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and so did the prophets, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathanael asked him, come and see. Philip answered. Then Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Jesus answered, Rabbi. Nathanael replied, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus responded to him, do you believe? Because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than this. Then he replied, truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. John 2, I mentioned those seven signs. Here comes the first one. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana of Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding as well. When the wine ran out, Jesus' mother told him, they don't have any wine. What has this concern of yours to do with me, woman? Jesus asked. My hour has not yet come. Do whatever he tells you, his mother told the servants. Now, six stone water jars had been set there for Jewish purification. Each contained 20 or 30 gallons. Fill the jars with water, Jesus told them. So they filled them to the brim. Then he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the head waiter. And they did. When the head waiter tasted the water after it had become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. He called the groom and said, and told him, Everyone sets out to find wine first, then, after people are drunk, the inferior, but you have kept the fine wine until now. Jesus did this 
the first of his signs in Cana of Galilee. He revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, together with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they stayed there only a few days. The Jewish Passover was near, and so Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling oxen, sheep, and doves, and he also found the money changer sitting there. After making a whip out of cords, he drove everyone out of the temple with their sheep and oxen. He also poured out the money changers' coins and overturned the tables. He told those who were selling doves, Get these things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a marketplace. And his disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume me. So the Jews replied to him, What sign will you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered, Destroy this temple, I will raise it up in three days. Therefore the Jews said, This temple took 46 years to build, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the statement Jesus had made. While he was in Jerusalem during the Passover festival, many believed in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. Jesus, however, would not entrust himself to them since he knew them all, and because he did not need anyone to testify about man, for he himself knew what was in man. And there's so much in these two chapters. He came into his own, his own people, his own land, his own nation, to the people who knew him the best and should have believed him the quickest, and his own received him not. But to anyone who does receive him, he gave them the power, the right, the authority to become the children of God. So let's just let's just take that away from these two chapters. John wants us to know who he is. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh, that's the incarnation, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. We're going to see a lot more about the glory of God in Jesus as we go through this gospel, but here's what we need to know. He's the light that has come into the world. He's the light that brings the revelation of God to every man. And even though his own people did not receive him, to anyone who does believe in him, to anyone who welcomes him, to anyone who opens the door, he comes in. Have you believed in him? Then today you are the child of God. You say, well, I don't feel like a child of God. I, I don't really live up to it. Well, who really does live up to it? It's not about how you feel or what you think about yourself. It's what God says. And God says, if you believe in Jesus, if you've trusted in him, if you've committed yourself to him, you are a child of God. So my friends, go out and have a great, great day. If you've believed in Jesus, and I think you have, and if you haven't, I urge you, run to the cross and trust in him. But if you've believed in Jesus, live, walk, and act as what you really are, a true child of the living God. And with that promise to rely on, go out and have a great day. Come on back tomorrow. We're just getting started in this amazing gospel of John. See you.
back here tomorrow. God bless.